0: Welcome to Between the Fur. I'm Ken, and as a professional mascot, I need professional costumes, right? People always ask me, who makes your costumes? I tell them Alinko Costumes in Salt Lake City. Alinko makes just about everything for me, and they do an amazing job. Alinko not only builds costumes, they have a design service that's free, and they also service their costumes as well. However, now the largest and oldest costume company in the U.S. just turned it up a notch by bringing on my friend, John Absey, formerly the Jazz Bear, to help with product development, processes, sales, and quality control. Hey, if you need a costume done right, from the very start, don't waste time or money. Call Alinko, that's spelled A-L-I-N-C-O. And get it done right.
1: There I am. Woo-hoo.
0: All right. Great. This is working. You look amazing. I'm
1: trying to, you know, quaff the dew for you, your makeup.
0: <laughs> so I, I know where you are right now, actually, because I watched one of your uh, an interview with you. So I was like, oh my gosh, that's a great. That's a great backdrop, great background for you. Really? Yeah, it's on Facebook.
1: I did an interview on Facebook?
0: It, you put it on Facebook.
1: You did? What did we yeah. put on Facebook?
0: I don't know. The lights and everything. and.
1: Oh, that, that. Yes. That. Did, were you able to see in that video that I posted all of the, um, the backdrop of all my all-star balls? Uh-uh. I should have. Nathan, I should. You know what? At some point, I should uh, highlight that because I have. I haven't saved a lot of memorabilia from my career, Uh but the one thing that I did create a collection of is every single limited edition All Star Ball of every city I've ever worked at.
0: (laughs) It's funny. It's funny that you say that because I. I kind of do too, but. I, uh, you, you probably got yours differently than I did.
1: Oh, for sure. I got mine, um, legitimately.
0: Yes. No, I, and I'll admit this right off the bat here and, uh, I'll deny it later on. Yeah. I always end up with a, uh, uh, limited edition all-star basketball, uh, somehow, some way I'm coming home with one. And, uh, just so you know, we're never given one as mascots, (laughs)
1: Well, no yeah. one no one is really given one, to be honest with you. So I uh, let's just say that I made it an effort for me to get mine.
0: I, I, I love it. I think I've only been handed one once. And I've been to what? I, I think I've been to – I was looking – I was asked this the other day. I've been to probably 20 All-Star I, Games.
1: I think I have a collection – well, no. I have a collection overall of 30 balls, but not all basketballs. I would say I have about probably close to 20 basketballs, starting with the Phoenix all-star game in
0: 1995. Oh, I was at that one. That was a great all-star game. Yeah.
1: That was my second year working for the uh, Suns.
0: So I have to, uh, I have to tell you real quick, uh, one story in particular about an all-star game ball. So New York. One of my biggest All Star Games dunk contest, all that. Uh, the gorilla. Speaking of the gorilla, the gorilla brought out this huge Empire State Building thing that he oh, bought I
1: remember this one. I remember or this built.
0: One. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Build it. Oh my
0: gosh. Okay, we have to get into all this. So, uh, and, and I'm, I'm, we're getting into stories before I even introduce you here. But, uh, yeah. but real quick. So, yes, I ended up with a a ball in my bag. I mean, it, I. I've perfected this, you know, oh my gosh, I ended up with one. I don't know how it got in my bag type of thing. So, uh, but anyways, I come home and uh, my in-laws were, uh, were visiting one day and uh, I come, or uh, I don't know, shortly after that, I come home and here are my brother-in-laws, brothers-in-law outside, using it, using it on the street. Oh. On the street, oh, there's a hoop out. Yeah, there was a hoop in our little cul de sac there mm-hmm. on the street, completely torn up.
1: Yeah. I that's had a like fit. My niece and my nephew come over. My nephew's like, he calls me Fifi. He's like, Aunt Fifi. He's like, I love all your balls. And he's playing with them outside. And I'm like, No,
0: <laughs> no, no. Ah, step away from the balls. Hey, yeah. so, all right, let me introduce you here real quick. Felice, uh, today I have Felisa. Israel on hair, woohoo!
1: Felice <laughs> and I go way
0: back. She's <laughs> awesome. Now, just so everybody knows, she is not a professional mascot and has not been one, but has worked with the best and uh, got her uh, start in the NBA, as I understand it. And I want you to kind of elaborate on this—that uh, in Phoenix with the Gorilla. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I don't know if you were in the NBA before that, uh, for any length of time you couldn't have been because you would have been like five years old, but.
1: No, so I was, uh, prepping for my time in the entertainment world. Um, at the, at that time, at, the, at that time, it was the number one party school in the country called Arizona state university. So I was, I, just I was just getting ready. <laughs> Now, now, they're number one in innovation and you know the, the business college and all of this. But back then in the 90s, got me ready.
0: Yes, yes. And ASU produced some of the best mascots as well. Yeah, so yes, as in, yeah, the gorilla, uh, the hornet at the mm-hmm. time with uh, Michael Zurillo. And
1: oh, wow, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, and then a couple others too as well. So, um, yeah, Eric McMahon. <laughs> Uh, I believe went there.
1: They did have a, I know that they were also um, well known for their gymnast Mm -hmm. department, which is where at that time, a lot of mascots, really great mascots came from.
0: Yeah. yep. They, uh, they won national championships back then and all that. So yeah. Uh, Amazing school. But
1: I learned quickly about, what was it, NCA, UCA, UDA, you know, um, National uh, Cheerleader Association, United Dance, like all of these. And I was like, once I understood that like amazing mascots came from the gymnast world, oh, I started like exploring all kinds of worlds that had um, gymnasts and cheerleaders and anything like athletic, but didn't, didn't like, wasn't the forefront of athleticism really but knowing that that was some of the tricks that needed to be in the suit <clears throat> to really make the suit come alive
0: yeah yeah well you know there's a whole nother world here and, and we explore a lot of that right here on between the fur it. yeah so okay so you were with the gorilla as as an assistant Okay. No, wait, let me, let me, let me just tell a little bit more about
1: me. The gorilla was with me.
0: Excuse me. Yes. <laughs> Already you're picking up on the Felisa attitude and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> professionalism. I love it. Yay. So um, Felisa, I know Felisa through the NBA and Felisa used to uh, work at, uh, as, an, as a representative in, you know, as far as I was concerned, a representative for the NBA, uh, she, she represented mascots uh, in a way, and then also evaluated uh, teams and.
1: Uh, man experience.
0: Yes, yes, yes. And, and whenever Felisa was coming to town, it was, we have Felisa in the building tonight. <laughs> so. Everybody, let's really put on our, you know, best show, best mm-hmm. foot forward. Come on, team. Well, let's show them, show the NBA. It was the NBA. Uh, let's see the show, the NBA what we do here. So, um, yeah, she always had us on our toes. And let's uh, yeah,
1: but, but let's let's just, let's just talk. About what team are we are you specifically referring to
0: uh, an NBA team? <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just put it that way because okay, I don't so really feel who I am, for sure. what team I work case,
1: for. And I will generically state that there were a few, there was a lot of teams that would respond that way, right? They would be like, oh, Felisa's coming from, you know, the league, right? She's coming to evaluate us. And I would, I would have to evaluate <clears throat> all of the different entertainment elements. And then report my findings whether they be best practices or whether they have areas of improvement (laughs) or whatever the case may be back to the league and ultimately at that time the commissioner david stern right right but then there were some teams and i know this better than anybody because i was one of the lucky ones that had the team experience and the league experience so there weren't a lot of people at the league at that time from teams, so teams, I know, I know the mentality of teams and I know how they viewed the league. And you know, there was some rebellion, right? Like who are you to come in and tell me how to do my job? You don't even know what I do. And you know- it's We people. didn't have
0: that attitude at all. We didn't um, at all.
1: Well, okay, <laughs> like some teams, yes, we did. because they knew me and they knew that I came from a team, they would intentionally either put me on the KISS Cam, it just embarrass me. I remember who did that to me? Oh, 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 oh. Washington. It was Washington, DC at that time. They put me on the KISS Cam and I planted something because I knew, first of all, teams would do that all the time. They'd always put me on the KISS Cam. And I would plant things on purpose. Like I remember once I was sitting next to my I brought my girlfriend and then this no no. It was my guy friend who was living in D.C. at the time, working for XM Radio. And next to him was my girlfriend, another friend of mine in D.C. So we were sitting there and I knew that they were, I just had a feeling. And so I said, OK, you guys, this is what we're going to do. So basically, the kiss cam came. They shot it on me. He, he and I go to kiss each other like he, he was going to kiss me on my cheek or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And then she slaps my hand away when I go to grab it. She slaps my hand away. She turns him around and she plants one on him. And I'm like, what, oh my God. And I start yelling at them and the whole crowd goes crazy. And uh, it was so funny. But then there were some other teams that you may or may not know of that knew that I was coming and they just like to screw with me, you know, on purpose. (laughs) And one night they had a theme night and I didn't know what the theme was. I, all I know is I just saw a bunch of vegetables running around the court, and it was people in like a carrot outfit and a celery outfit and all of these things. And of course, the game ops director thought he was hysterical. And I'm like, Harlan.
0: Let's <laughs> <laughs> talk about Harlan for a sec. But yeah, go ahead. You bring he was him up.
1: One of my favorites. He was one yes. of my favorites. Because he was such a creative, out-of-the-box thinker, but he just yeah. like, he's like, please, isn't that funny? Isn't that funniest? You know, and I'm like, I don't even know what it means. What does it mean? <laughs> like, is there a health and wellness night, or you know, are you trying? Is there a theme here? He's like, no, nah, it's just vegetables. They're just running around the court, and I was like, all right, Harlan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that sounds like Harlan. I used to work with Harlan, as you know, but so. So people listening know, I used to work with Harlan. He used to direct uh, our games, and uh, yeah, then he uh, he's been around the league a little bit. Yeah, uh, that's funny. You know what I appreciated about you once I got to know you is that you got it. You knew uh, that you know teams, you know what teams go through, and you got the the entertainment side of things you had a sense of humor and it wasn't you know you weren't some you know corporate person yeah yeah so um
1: forget so i was not the assistant of the gorilla i was the boss of the boss
0: of the gorilla
1: and the reason that i'm emphasizing that is not because i'm boasting from an ego standpoint it's because i've risked my job numerous (laughs) times for him and because of him well
0: that is that is what uh that's what a good boss does and i love that i love that about you you know uh and and you have stories about him that i just you know i want to it and i guess i did misspeak but i do you know i'm going to i'm going to clarify a little bit when i when i talk about assisting and everything it is really if it, the the mascot thing you get, okay? Because you you know you you, you worked with the gorilla, you know one of the best mm-hmm. of all time. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, and you put so much into his program, but it's helping him be mm-hmm. successful. You know, it, a great it's
1: story. I have a great story. Tell me, tell me. Are you are we ready for story? Oh, uh, let's
0: tell me. Yeah story time
1: oh, one of my favorite ones was one of the riskiest ones right and um uh, i have a Those plethora the best. of stories about the gorilla um oh my god now i'm thinking of another one that you'll think would be hysterical but th- this one that stands out do you get you know are you a golfer my what golfer
0: oh no 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 you know i'll phil hit the- i'll hit the ball but
1: do you know who phil mickelson is oh yeah yeah, another ASU great, by the way. Oh, didn't you? Um, so he, Phil was a. This was, this was in the night late '90s, and Phil was a uh, court. He was sitting courtside. It was a big game. It was. Uh, I don't know if it, ESPN or I think it was at that time it was an NBC game. It was a Sunday game, and and we knew that Phil was going to be sitting on the court for that game. My boss was the big boss. He was the chief marketing officer. He was in France. He was out of town, out of country. <clears throat> and I remember the gorilla. He came to me and he's like, please that He's like, Phil Mickelson wants to dunk. He's like, I want him to dunk at the game on Sunday." And I was like, <laughs> Phil Mickelson, does he know how to dunk? I'm like, he's a golfer. There's not a lot of athleticism in golf, right? (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, please, please just let me work with him. And I I swear I could get him to dunk. And I said, you know, and I, being the creative that I am, creativity is key for me all the time. That's just who I am, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I want to empower this guy. I don't want to, like, limit his creativity. I want him to feel, he was so excited. Like, you know, everything about him was so excited, you know, when he came to me with this idea. And I go, is this the first time that Phil's ever wanted to dunk? And he's like, no, no. He's like, he tried it before, but, you know, Harvey, who was my boss, wouldn't let him because of liability issues. And I'm like, what makes you think that I'm (laughs) going (laughs) to... he he was in like the height of his career god forbid he you know dunks and hurts himself like i go down in history as the one that killed his career but i said you know what why don't you work with him a little bit and let's see what what he's got let's see his skills on the practice court and then we'll make an executive decision Mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. and he was like oh okay great 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 he got all excited (laughs) you know so saturday morning I go down to the practice court and he's like please we're all ready we're good we're good we're so good and i was like okay and i saw the tramp trampoline like in front of the the hoop Mm -hmm. i was like all right he's working and next thing you know phil he's like all right phil let's do it man (laughs) phil's got the ball on the other side of the court and he, he's not he's not this guy you know he's not <laughs> player, like he's not he's, he's a golfer right
0: not the athletic guy that this guy yeah yeah
1: so he's at the other side he doesn't, of
0: the he doesn't run to the other to the next hole he just
1: i wouldn't even call it running <laughs> this is no disrespect to phil by the way it's just you know we all know what our strengths are and it's incorporated as arms so anyway He's got the ball, he's on the other side of the court. He's like, waddle, waddle. It's like, I don't want to say waddle, but you know, waddle.
0: Right, I'm picturing this, yeah.
1: <laughs> and then he gets on the, on the, on the tramp, and he's like, Psh. And the guy who played the grill was like, and I'm like, did you, did you not see what I just saw? And he's like, it was amazing, right? And I'm like, no, it wasn't amazing. I'm like, think about what you're asking. You're asking to put him on the court in front of an international audience on a live broadcast. Show. ESPN cameras are going to go like this because Phil said God forbid, like he, heard, you know, the twenty thousand people roaring, like that's a lot of pressure, you know. And he's like, please, 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 you know, trust me, I got this, I got this. And I was like, you know what? I said, I'm going to tell you what. I'm gonna put my ass on the line for you. And I'm not even gonna tell you what to do. I'm gonna just let you figure out what the best decision is to do for yourself, for him and for me and my job. Because if God forbid anything goes wrong and Harvey comes back from Paris and the whole world figures out that Phil hurt himself at the Phoenix Suns game, I'm going down first. We all know that. <laughs> he he's like, No, I got you, Fleece. I swear I got you. I got you. He's like, I'll I, I'll know what to do. And I was like, All right. Yeah. I'm like, what am I doing? So then I called at that time, it was Brian Colangelo, who was the president. And I said, Brian, the gorilla wants to do this with Phil. He's like, I said, you know, Harvey said no before. What do you think? And he's like, Fleece, uh, you're the entertainment director, right? And I said, Yeah. And he goes, direct the entertainment. I got (laughs) to (laughs) go. Oh God. Oh, what do I do? So then anyway, the game comes. I'm on the headset, as you know, during the game, I'm on the headset. Mm -hmm. The director's like, what's he going to do? I'm like, I don't know. What? You don't know what he's going to do? I'm like, nope. I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? Everyone (laughs) started yelling at me. I'm like, I don't know. I'm just trusting him to figure it out and I'm going to pray to God. So, (laughs) so, you know, the Gorilla song was Moni Moni. Uh
0: Uh-huh. Yep. Every time. Every time he dunked.
1: Yeah. So what happens is he does his bit, right? And, uh, oh, he, he created an oversized golf ball. And he, yeah, and I'm like, that's exactly the response I had. I was like, okay,
0: all yeah, right. Okay, good. Thinking yeah. outside the box.
1: Right. Oversized golf ball, not that big, not even as big as a basketball. And he puts it on like, kind of creates like a chipper and Bob goes to the other side of the court and he, you know, runs, uh, Phil chips the ball into the air gorilla catches it dunks it and I was like there we go there we go
0: that's awesome
1: right yeah and Phil he goes back to the court where Phil was sitting whispers something in his ear and like oh here we go here yep. yep and everyone on the headset's just like it, Felisa it was great working with you <laughs> 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 and next thing you know he and Phil go out to the other side of the court, pass the ball, pass the ball, pass the ball, waddle, 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 jump, bam, lights go up. Everybody's freaking out. The crowd is on their you know, feet. And um, I was just like, thank God they did it. It was all over the news. And of course, Monday morning, Harvey's back in the office and he just like walks past my office and he's and he looks at me and he didn't even smile or anything. And I was like, hi, Harvey. And he just turned around. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't happy or he was? What was, it was? Was that his sign of approval, that, thumbs up or no?
1: That was a sign of you are so lucky <laughs> to not go the way that it could have gone.
0: Right, right, right. I, and that was, and that's good enough right there. Yeah. No, I, that's so funny. Cause you know, we were talking the other day about how, you know, it's our jobs to push this envelope.
1: Yeah.
0: But it's, it's executives jobs, management job to, you know, well, think
1: Thomas.
0: of, yeah. Think of all the risks and everything, but yet take a risk, take a chance and whatever yeah. and say, yeah. Okay do this, but, you know, yeah. you know, think about it first and whatever. And, but you guys also look at us like, like we're loose cannon half the time. Well, you guys, like,
1: mascots, I mean, listen, NBA mascots, which is what my, my experience is with, because I'm a highly creative person. I loved you guys. I loved. I thought you were like, I'm a risk taker too. I don't like being mundane. I don't like being the same as everybody else. I've always liked being different and unique and like out of the box and ahead of the game, right? Mm-hmm. I still do. That's just my nature. That's how I am wired. So when I met the mascots and I got to work with them, I was like, "Oh, these guys are awesome." And <laughs> still they started pissing me off, but I'm like, "No, no, no." Like <laughs> I know. I'm like, "You guys, like I I I'm here to like champion you, you know? I'm here to get your back and support you." But then but
0: started- there's some- there's some mascots out there, though, that don't know, I mean, they want to push the envelope, but they want to do it in a way that, you know, I, I there's there's guys that, that take the comedy a little bit sideways where, yeah. okay, hey, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to surprise you with throwing you a, a basketball, you know, right. like, oh, hey, you know, you weren't looking, you know, that type of thing. But then there's the other mascots that's like aiming at your head when he does that. You right. know, boom, there's, ah, there's, I hit you in the face. Ah.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of mischievous that goes on with you guys. But the one thing that I really admired so much about the mascots of the era that I know um, is that there was a lot of talent involved. You have to be, you know, people would be like, oh, you know, these, it's it's no big deal to run around in a monkey suit. I'm like, bullshit, it's not. I, right. Like, I watched this guy. And he, not only does he start at the, he doesn't start at the beginning of the game, like he's putting on his makeup and he's getting his his athletic gear, you know, his spandex, whatever it is that he's trying to work, you know, put on in the suit, he's got to warm up, he's got to get going. And that's prior to the game, that's prior to pregame because he's going to have pregame appearances that he's got to go visit sweet boxes and sponsor obligations and that sort of thing. So he's working pregame. He's working the whole game. He's working the breaks. He's during. He's he's working during the play, and he's working the breaks. <clears throat> and I mean, it's just nonstop. for and that's not even three hours.
0: And that's not even counting all the practice time, or building a prop, or getting the costumes yeah. together, or you know, pulling th- th- these people into practice yeah. with you, and on and on and on. I always get, hey, so uh, you know. So you do that. So what else do you do? I'm right. like, Oh, you mean like, you think this isn't full-time? <laughs> yeah. Oh. And so, uh, yeah. So yeah. What do you do for your full-time job or geez, does that pay? Right. <laughs> I'm like, right. Oh yeah. Well, I-, I have to tell you a quick one. I I've a quick story about, you know, the whole, uh, um, I- I've had a ton of these magic moments. I call them magic moments where oh. you just, you know, you take a chance, you're going out there. It's split second. I'm, i I'm, You just see something happen. It's, it's like, you know, it's like Michael Jordan. Like yeah. you don't touch Michael Jordan. You don't talk to Michael Jordan. You don't go near Michael Jordan. And this was back when, um, gosh, mascots were still, you know, they're still getting rolling and everything. And they're still, you know, it's still somewhat new, but when I started, it was anything goes. Then it was wait, we can't, we can't let everything go. We have to, you know, now you can't, you know, you all kinds of rules came in and I, you know, I couldn't stand on the score table anymore and I couldn't climb on the basket anymore and you can't mess with a referee and you can't mess with the player. And anyways, all this stuff came down, but it was still way back. Um, when gosh, we had a lot more freedoms, but anyways, you know, like Michael Jordan, don't touch Michael Jordan. Don't go near him. Well, I see him sitting on the court one day and
1: you just come uh, help
0: I couldn't help myself. He's sitting on the court at the end you know <clears> the <throat> bench is to his right. And he's just sitting at the end of the court and he's kind of stretching or whatever. He had been on the bicycle over here and you're know, like, you know, all the, all the is all around him and everything while he's getting warmed up on the bicycle. This is during the game. And I go, well, he's now sitting over there by himself. He's not on the bench. He's not being guarded. I get to get next to him, <laughs> so I'm like, "Go give me a basketball! Go give me a basketball!" Telling my assistant, "Get me a basketball right now!" So I go and sit down, and and uh, uh, you know, with this basketball next to Michael Jordan, but a little ways away, and I'm like, "Hey, so uh, yeah, sitting next to Michael Jordan," and all of a sudden the camera, uh, you know, took came off the game. This big screen up there uh, is all of a sudden showing me sitting next to michael jordan and i'm like oh i'm on the big screen okay you know whatever <laughs> like like they're showing this and i'm gonna probably catch some heat for this and i've got a basketball and uh, i'm like okay well while i'm up there i'm gonna show everybody what i'm doing so i roll the basketball behind my back and i roll it over and uh to michael who's sitting there and he's like he kind of looks like what are you doing and then I pull out a Sharpie and I'm like, ah, okay. here I'm kind of waving it over to him. Like, can you sign my basketball? <laughs> and he's like, Oh man, come on. you know. So he, he just kind of ignores me. So I scoot a little bit closer and a little bit closer. And I'm like kind of leaning over like, dude, you better sign my basketball. You know, finally he's like, and, and they're still showing me up there. They don't go, they don't, you know, they're not showing the game at all game's still going on i mean right. there's players like they're taking the like the ball goes out of bounds and, the, and they're in balling you know they're they're doing the inbound thing right next to me you know yeah. nobody's paying attention to the game at this point and so i'm I, <laughs> I, I and uh i'm thinking oh i'm in so much trouble but at the same time i'm like this is great and he goes uh finally he goes dude he goes come on man i'll i'll, I'll you know i I'll sign it later. I'm like, okay. So I scoot back over, you know, take the ball and I'm sitting over here for 10 seconds. Scoot back over. I'm like, hey, is it time? Is it, is, is it time? So I roll the ball back around. I hold the Sharpie out there. Finally, he's like, you know, all right, oh man, I better do this. So he he leans over, he signs the basketball right then. And he hands me back the pen. I, I don't even take the pen. I'm like, ah, ha, ha, I got the basketball signed by Michael Jordan. I'm so excited, I'm shaking, I'm looking at it. Ah. And then uh, all of a sudden, bing, timeout. Cameras come around and I'm like showing the basketball to the camera. To the, you know, I don't know which camera it is. It's a TV camera. And uh, I'm showing it. And, you know, they're showing that up on the screen and everything. I run to center court. I'm like, I'm going to shoot my half court backward shot. Oh, the- yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, that's priceless. Yes.
0: Yeah, so I, I I line up. And I'm like, please hit this. <laughs> I'm like, you, you got to do this, man. You got to do this. So I line up. I had so much adrenaline. <laughs> oh, my that thing as hard as I can over the shot clock.
1: Oh my god! I mean,
0: I, I mean, I had so much adrenaline. Right. My assistant goes running back into the stands. <laughs> There's an aisle right behind the hoop, mm-hmm. and he runs back there like a wide receiver. <laughs> catches this thing. I can see it all in slow motion. catches the ball. I mean, fights, elbows, all the way back to the court, sweat running down his face, throws it back to me. Uh I turn around. I don't even line up. I I turn around, boom, throw this thing, sink it. Nothing but net.
1: Nice. That's awesome.
0: I'm like, (laughs) he throws it back to me. My assistant throws it back to me. And I take this ball very slowly and hold it up in the air like, Anybody want it? (laughs) Anybody want this? Like I'm going to give this away. The Uh, crowd, I mean, had already gone nuts, but at this point, everyone stands up. Like I could get that on their feet, the whole place, standing on their feet, screaming so loud. So I started kind of trotting around like "Who who wants it? Who wants it? Who wants it? Go right back to center court, buzzer rings. I boot this thing like I punted it into the crowd. Wow. Fans just like mobbed where it was coming down. <laughs> <laughs> I see this guy come up, grab it, pull it down, and just start wiggling like this, throws it under <laughs> his shirt. and oh, we, you yeah. know and then elbows his way out and runs up out of the stance and he's gone.
1: That's fantastic.
0: Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. So
1: I love that. That story just made me so happy. It made my head hurt. I love
0: magic moments. And afterwards I get called the next day I get called in my boss. Have a seat. (laughs) I'm like, what's up? What I do now? He's like, so you, you just boot this ball into the crowd. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) that bad. Is that a hell, you know? risk and safety thing or something he's like no i'm i'm I'm, that ball that ball the michael jordan ball should have been right here on my desk this morning (laughs) i'm like you're joking right he's like yeah Uh kind (laughs) of he's like I don't know. I would really. But
1: that's what I talk about, and I, I speak about it all the time because, like, organic, like the best thing to do is find organic circumstances that you can make magical. Like, yeah. magic won't come from anything that you pre-produce, right? It's like you make a you make a, a, a list or a plan, and God laughs, and it's just like those moments you went in, and I just I I treasure that about you and about talented people so much. It's so valuable. Like if I was the owner or president of your team, I would have been like, I am so lucky to have this guy on my team. To think like this, you're a producer. You're you're not just a, a, an athlete, like you're a performer. You're an athlete. You're a producer. You're, you're thinking about all of these ways of not just from a creative standpoint, but how to execute it. You are, you know, we, I talk to people about Charlie Chaplin and the silent, you know, comedy and silent um, performance and how difficult it is. And, you know, in my experience in working with mascots, I've had the three off the top of my head that I can think of. A, working with true professionals and true talent like yourself, right? And which I will always call you forever for the rest of my life. But any event that I could do, <laughs> knowing that you will be my insurance policy um, and get it done. Right. And then there's the, there's the mascots. Well, you think with strategy, right? You and the gorilla, like there's just a certain caliber of talent that just thinks with strategy. They're just not reacting.
0: That's and, a very good way to put that, by the way, yeah. I've not been able to explain that very well and, you just nailed that. So. Yeah,
1: no, it's, it's it's all strategic. I mean, you, you, ha- you played it all out in your head first and you, you kind of went with the, you know, you blew with the wind based on how he would respond. But at the end of the day, you gave it to the fans. You gave it to the fans. As an owner of that team, I'd be like, he's my rock star. That's my guy. And then you have the other kind of mascots who are just stupid. They don't think with strategy. They think with stupidity because they think they're being funny or they think they're being impressive and they're not at all and they think with their ego. Mm-hmm. You were thinking with your ego. You were thinking about the strategy and the execution and how this is all going to play out, right? I mean maybe there was some ego involved to help with your confidence, but you weren't that wasn't your forefront. And so then there's other guys who just get themselves in trouble. I've worked with mascots that have gotten put in jail and, you know, it's just for stupid stuff. It's not creative, it's not brilliant, it's not impressive, you know, it's just stupid. And then, um, then you just work with epic fails. I mean, I have another quick story of, you know, as an executive, when we first started the Phoenix Mercury, I created, at that time, we were just like getting off the tail end of uh, the movie Space Jam, right? Oh, and
0: yeah, remember yeah.
1: Space Jam, there was Lola the Bunny, And Lola the bunny was like this character, this female character who was super cute and, you know, and she was very female and, but she was athletic, right? And so with WMB first starting, this is all about women and, you know, being strong, athletic human beings. And so I created Galaxy, this mascot Galaxy. Phoenix Mercury, I created Galaxy. Mm -hmm. So Galaxy, I had some help with some friends of mine. Remember Sports Magic and Universal? Oh yeah, oh yeah. So I had, I asked them to help me create this mascot. So we used some people from Universal in Orlando and we created like this silver wig with a ponytail. Um, And then we created this like electric red unitard and This girl who played Galaxy was very awful. I mean, she was a gymnast, so that was my first, you know, I'm going to find a gymnast, right? Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: at that time in the 90s, it was all about the term raising the roof. Remember raising the roof? Oh, yeah. (laughs) She, because she wasn't really much of anything else except a gymnast. Her raising the roof was like, oh my God, get away. Like, she, (laughs) I'm like, it's just push up to the sky. (laughs) No, and it just kind of became comical. But I remember (laughs) our first, (laughs) get away. um, We did one of our first appearances, community appearances, like with the Boys and Girls Club. And we were in the van going to this appearance, and we had some WNBA players, some Mercury players with us in the van, and they were watching me coach her up. And I'm like, okay, Galaxy, this is what you got to do. You can't talk, you can't scream. I said, but you know, your communication is total body movement. I said an interaction. So anytime you see anything that could be a prop, you see someone wearing glasses, take their glasses and put it on and then do something funny or take their hat and put it on and, you know, dance with it or something like that. Right. And I'm sitting here trying to coach her up. I'm like, but you are galaxy. You are a force. You get out there and you show everybody that this is galaxy and you're here to stay. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So she flies open, she flies open the van door and we're like, uh, and and the WMG players are like, oh damn. (laughs) (laughs) What's this one about to do? She flies out of the van and runs into the crowd and she's like, you know, and everyone's like, oh, and you know, I'm like, this is Galaxy. She's the Phoenix Mercury mascot, and yada, yada, right? First thing she does is she she takes someone's Sharpie out of someone's hand, like a parent's hand, finds a kid, and writes a mustache and, you know, a villain beard on this kid's, on like three kids' face. And I was like, oh, God, I've created a monster. I've created a monster. <laughs> and she's just going around. I'm like, get the Sharpie out of her hand. Get the Sharpie. And then she flies, and there was like a pool. And she runs up the lifeguard and, you know, station. And she's on, on the top and she's like, you know, and all everybody in the pool area and they're like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> like the costume that's like taking ownership of the lifeguard, right? And so she, and they're like, yay. And then she's like, to the assistant, the person that I have running after her, like a crazy person, they throw her, she wants the ball. They throw her the ball. She grabs the ball, she puts it over her head and everyone's like, yay, Phoenix Mercury, <laughs> right? She takes the ball, she's like, she's like radaring and I'm like, oh God, oh my God, what is she about to do? Boom, like you said, smack some kid right in the top of his head, he goes down in the water and I'm like, oh my God, get her off the lifeguard.
0: No. She hits somebody in the water?
1: In the water, in the head. I'm like, I'm going to not only get fired, I'm going to get sued. Like, <laughs> you just get her out of here immediately. Dan <laughs> <laughs> and it. What,
0: what have I done? What have I done? Oh, oh my God. gosh. You know, it's just things like that. You can't, like, you don't know. I, You can't teach.
1: Like when I went to go work, like that was in '97, and I went to go consult the University of Texas Athletic Department. Years later, this was four years ago, four or five years ago, right? Uh, And I meet the women's, the head of women's athletic. She was the women's athletic director, and she goes, "I vetted you. I know who you are, Felicia." She goes, "I, "I know you helped." worked for the suns and you helped create an incredible atmosphere and environment at Phoenix Mercury. And she's like, you know, I heard I was supposed to ask you about galaxy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, no, never let that one down. Ah, yeah, that's epic. That's epic.
1: And that's, that's why it's so important to not just be athletic. But to understand talent and execution and strategy, right? She wasn't thinking at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. Okay, so what I tell people all the time is, hey, if you're going to be a mascot, first of all, think. Okay, think. But also, like, mm-hmm. take some time and film yourself. Yeah. You know, film yourself.
1: Yeah. See yourself. Game you team. know, when
0: when you're raising the roof. You don't want to look like you're pushing somebody away. Exactly. Make sure that the movement that you're doing is the movement you want to, you know.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's interesting from a perception standpoint. And I had a mask. and I tried making her look like a superhero. And then she just, you know, with her silver hair, then became like, get that blonde woman off the court. We don't want her. And I was like, she's not blonde. (laughs) It's (laughs) over. This became a whole perception thing. And I was just like, this is just going from bad to worse. Oh And we were, I was talking actually just the other day about how the gorilla came to play. Do you know the backstory of the gorilla?
0: I do, but tell me, tell, yeah, tell everybody.
1: I heard legend, legend says that, um, somebody hired a, uh, singing telegram to a Suns game
0: yep that's what i've heard
1: and this gorilla comes in and starts seeing people think it's a plant and it's a setup and they loved him and next thing you know a gorilla became the mascot of the phoenix suns
0: yeah yeah
1: that's an organic moment right you have to
0: you have to run with that back in the uh back in the 90s uh when the avalanche came to uh came to town uh they, uh, they were new to us. Um, and th- you know, they were trying to develop different things to, uh, you know, do we do a mascot? Do we do things like, you know, that will, uh, or, or, or what traditions can we start or whatever. And then, um, one day, one of the guys was, uh, I don't know. He was kind of a part-time guy. I guess he was helping out and, uh, they were playing, uh, John Denver's, um, Rocky Mountain High. Thank God I'm a country boy. Oh, no, thank God. Or laugh on the bottom. You know, laugh. Yeah. Anyways, he, he, uh, Everyone. so they shot him like up in the crowd doing something. He was throwing out t shirts or whatever, but he saw that he was on and he started dancing. And they loved the way he started dancing. And then he threw his arm over a rail like he was riding the horse, you know. And uh, hey, from then on, for 10 years, they had, you know, oh, the yeah. dancing, you know guy that plays the same song and uh, became huge. But it's those organic moments that, uh, you know, you just can't, you can't predict and uh, you got to run with. So
1: yeah. anyways, but you were telling me, go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, you know what, uh, speaking of, of fails or whatever, you were telling me a story the other day about bulls mascot or something What uh, at an all-star game. So,
1: so uh, during all-star weekend, <clears throat> Nobody wanted to work with the mascots because the mascots were always considered to be difficult, high maintenance. You know, they think <laughs> Prima
0: Donnas,
1: Yeah, they blah, think blah, they're as big as the players. Like they want a green room and they want it filled with sushi and shrimp cocktail and you
0: know. <laughs> Which we just wanted water. of water. Just bottle. water would do.
1: <laughs> so I was I I volunteered this one year. This was I think Washington D.C. when it all started, and I was like, you know what? I was on the league side at the time i'm like i got the mascots these are my guys i got them they'll listen and you know i'll keep them behaved and so first day was great we all met in the lobby i don't remember if you were there or not no you, you would i don't remembered. think
0: i was in that i don't think i was there for that one
1: no you would have remembered the story so yeah i was close with jeff wolfschlager you know at the bulls he was the game ops director at the time and I'm turning out this other guy. He's like, he plays the number two suit. And you know, I'm like, all right, cool. You know, Jeff, I have a lot of respect for Jeff. I know he knows what he's doing. And uh, it was day one. We had everybody in a circle in the lobby of the hotel. And we were like, look, I got you guys. I'm going to get you. I got you water. I got (laughs) you. food. I got you towels. I got you whatever you want. You know, let's just, you want protein bar, like let's do it, you know, you just tell me I'm your girl, like I got you, but I need you to get me too. You know, like we gotta be there for each other because I want you guys to win, I want you to succeed and I want you to have a good experience and I want you to feel valued,
0: right? Help me help you.
1: Right, so I'm thinking like, we're good. Um, oh, I think my, this, this uh, landscaper is showing up. Hold on one second. We're, all, we're only doing this for eight more minutes, right? Hi, right. Sarah. <laughs> I'm going to be ready in just 10 minutes. Okay. Okay. Thanks. I'm just finishing a meeting. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> anyway, um, day two rolls around and I, we show up on time at eight 30 in the morning. Everyone's in place. I was like, Oh, they're listening. Right. Except one. I'm like, I forgot this guy's name, but I'm like, where's the bull's mascot. Everyone just, you know, mascots, you uh, guys are like your own brotherhood, right?
0: Like, uh, got each other's backs.
1: <laughs> it, 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 it looked as if, you know, there was pieces of a, a bird's wing. Like they just ate, ate the bird, right? Tweety. And I'm just, and they're just quiet. And I'm like, all right, you guys, I'm going to ask you guys this again. I know, you know, just let me know. And we'll work it out. Where's the Chicago Bulls mascot? They're all looking at me, just quiet, quiet. And I was just like, oh, this is this is gonna be bad. Next thing you know, I get a phone call from one of the, oh, from the Game Ops director at, in DC. And I'm looking at everybody, they're looking at me and I'm like, no, I did not hear what happened to the Bulls mascot last oh, night. Crap. What happened? Everyone's just <laughs> looking at me. And then he told me that he I think went to a strip club and then brought some girls back to his hotel and then they robbed him and then he wound he wound up like accosting and then he was just he just wound up in jail he's in jail that's all i knew he's in jail and i was just like jeff i gotta call jeff <laughs> I was like, why, 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 why did this need to happen? Like, so like, not, and he, this guy has a great opportunity gets to work All Star Weekend. I mean, you know, at that time there were some pretty amazing players involved, and you
0: know, uh, you know what is, there's, but there's guys that that are crazy in the league, and in other leagues, you know, professional mascots that that get it, but. That's the guy right there that gives us all a bad name and yeah. ruins it for the rest of us. And then yeah, it's just
1: I was so proud know. of myself too. I was like, I, I was like, I got these guys. Like, I'm gonna make that like Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: it- you've always had our backs and you have done so well for yourself uh since the NBA. You left the NBA mm-hmm. and I, I want to get into what you're doing now here real quick before I mean because before we cut this off, because really if i I want to steer people your way as much as i can because um you're such a professional you know what you're doing and you're involved with and know everybody Mm -hmm. and everything so um you have your own company right now um
1: you have my own company i'll just get into it and i'll help you out yes yes yes
0: i got a bunch of notes here but go no
1: no no worries i'll plug myself so um I left the NBA in 2008 when the economy crashed after evaluating teams and working on all-star weekends and production, et cetera. But um, I started my own live event production company, as you know, because I Mm -hmm. feel like I hired you a few times. Yep, yep. Major League Lacrosse is one of our clients, and you came into the championship game for us and weekend, and that was a blast. And, And also, I think we... I think I hired you during um in Seattle when we did yep. the uh Spokane. Spokane. Um, what was it? Hoopfest?
0: Hoopfest. Yep.
1: So yeah. Like five hundred thousand foot traffic over two days. And uh obviously you were once again a big hit. We were. And um so yeah, but you know, and, and I've given up and coming mascotters opportunities as well i don't know if you know this i think you may but like when i was consulting the university of texas athletic department i reached out to our guy you know the coyote in san mm-hmm. antonio hired him had him come in and um rob Wycall. A- rob yep. Yep. and he was amazing and he helped me train and create a mascot program at texas and now one of the kids who was just like, you know, when someone's got the it factor, you, you can see it bright as day. Right. And this one student who was amazing and really absorbed everything Rob gave him um, now works in the mascot department at Spurs. And uh, awesome. it makes me so proud, you know, to, to give it up like that. But then along the way. Um, I realized when I first left the NBA that I didn't have NBA money or NBA resources. So I started a relationship with um, UCLA Anderson Business School, and I started hiring and training all of these interns and mentoring them and um, just coached them up, turned them into these rock stars, taught them how to be stage managers and producers and directors and deal with TV trucks and NBC and ABC and ESPN and game ops and write scripts and the whole thing and how to be talent and train talent and work with talent. And, um, and so then we started placing people like this kid at San Antonio Spurs. And, uh, we started a, I was teaching at UCLA Anderson about five, started about five years ago, a high level sports and entertainment class. And then we saw an opportunity, uh, Someone who's my business partner, she started with me as an intern now, Um, but her name is Lexi King and she's my partner. And she was like, Felisa, she saw the class that I was teaching at UCLA and she goes, since you left the NBA, we've trained and mentored and helped to place upwards of a hundred students in the industry. She's like, you know, the formula, let's, let's just, I want to build a business model and pitch it to UCLA and see if they bite. And I was like, all right, let's do it. So she built it. We pitched it. They bit. And I'm proud to say that we have our own um, professional development program for students who want careers in sports and entertainment and media, and we also have an internship placement program. So we bring in people like experts like yourself, you know, who come into the mix and who teach people like the ins and outs and the do's and don'ts of being talent within a corporate infrastructure, um, the challenges and 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 the wins of you know, Michael Jordan stories and how do you execute and win that moment when that could have been an epic fail (laughs) Um, and it could have gotten you fired. You know, it's risks. How, how do you take strategic risks that translates to rewards? Right. And so this is what we're doing now. And it's something that I'm really proud of. And it's just like you said, Felicia, you know, everybody and, and people say that to me all the time because I just genuinely love relationships and, I treasure them. And, um, people say, you know, your network is your net worth, but it's like, that's great if I know everybody, but what do I do with that? You know? And it's like, what do you do with that? You're calling me. And, you know, here I am, we're having like an incredible party for an hour online and great memories and just laughing, which we all need. Um, but you know, I want to take all these fantastic people that I've learned and met, um, and acquired along the way in my life and in my journey over 25 plus years and give back, you know, to, to the next generation and teach them, teach them work ethic, teach them strategy, you know, teach them how to do the right thing and how to be successful the right way, you know? And, um, I just think that you and I come from a different time where work ethic was really valued and we took a lot of pride in our work and our professionalism and, um, Things are different now. Um, <clears throat> things are a lot faster and, and they move a lot more quickly, but I, I like to speak about integrity and the essence of what it's like to do right by people and in the world. So well, yeah, it's called impact. It's called impact.
0: Yes. So, and I was just going to say that. So
1: <clears throat> impact internship.com. Check it one. out. Yeah. Look for yeah. my picture. you know you're on the right site
0: (laughs) yes yes i've i've i was just gonna say you got to go check this out that you've got all kinds of different areas that you cover in there as well so um i highly advise you to to get on board with felisa here her programs get to know her reach out to her because honestly i can say this she is genuine and we i feel that i have felt that for years uh she really does have a heart for not only what she does but for other people i you know you get it i really i want to push people your way uh because you not only get it but you also help people and have helped people and continue to help people and all and you're an innovator and an entrepreneur and i mean gosh what a what a great person to uh uh rub shoulders with so so. appreciate our relationship <laughs> we yeah, have to tell more stories we have to get together and do this more we have to honestly we we got to do this again so because we just yeah. we just scratched the surface here we're gonna so, do it as soon as yes. you call
1: me tomorrow as soon as you call me tomorrow after your meeting and say Felisa, it's a go i got you <laughs> i'm here for you it's gonna happen
0: okay awesome yeah Felisa. i gotta wrap this up you got to get to your uh, landscaper <laughs>
1: My parents are like ringing my doorbell and <laughs> <laughs> go in the back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the lawn, just take care of it. Jeez. Uh, you too, Jeez, Felisa. It's a freaking tree. go figure it out.
1: <laughs>
0: yes, I love you, you, Felisa. Would. You're the best. I love you more. All right. You are the best.
1: You are the best.
0: Uh, All
1: right. Man. Look! 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 look
0: like there's my (laughs) (laughs) there's (laughs) they're circling your house what is that oh my gosh
1: all right
0: right. (laughs) love you girl As a professional mascot, one of the hardest things is finding creative props and toys to use while you're performing. It's hard unless you visit the store at GameOps.com. My friends over at GameOps.com have dozens of mascot-related products. Okay, here's an example. You're working on a proposal skit. They have a giant engagement ring prop to make the joke even bigger. There's plenty more at the store, so visit the store, GameOps.com, and take a look. It's awesome, man. They have everything. Check it out.